How's it going, guys? This is another edition of the Bird's Nest Live Edition, um, as we have Max Gritz. This is going to be a review of that Titans game. A.J. Brown's revenge game. Uh, the Eagles beat the Titans 35-10. to 10, um, As Max joins us, T joining shortly. But, Max, just go. Going into the, the stats of this Eagles game, Jalen Hurts, 29 of 39, 380 yards, three touchdown passes, the best game of his career possibly. And uh, Gardner Minshew, we were able to see him uh, a little bit in this game at the end. Uh, it's always good to see Gardner Minshew at the end of the game because then you know Jalen Hurts did his job. The Eagles did his job. Um, hopefully, and you have Miles Sanders, 10 carries, just 24 yards, uh, uh, but he did get in the end zone. But the real hero in this game has to be A.J. Brown. Um, you have him in his revenge game, as I mentioned, eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Smitty, five catches, 102 yards, um, and a touchdown as well. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting T in here. Um, shortly, Max. But what is and and there T is. There he is. T. All three of us. Let's uh, go. Able to get on camera and, and talk some sports. It's been a while, boys. I uh, definitely miss talking sports with you. But um, before we get more into that, uh, what are your guys' biggest takeaways from this win against Tennessee? T, baby. Oh man, I gotta hear it, baby. AJ Brown. Let's go. AJ Brown. <laughs> The fact that they can actually, you know, learn from their mistakes. I mean, what was, what was one of the biggest things that we used to complain about? I know one of the biggest things I used to complain about, especially on defense, was the fact that they couldn't stop the run. I actually had a legitimate fear of Derrick Henry coming into this game. I mean, come on now. This is Derrick Henry here. We're talking about a guy who's one of, if not the best running backs in the NFL today. And you got a show to produce. You can't go live. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're getting more Jack Fritz, Fritz messing around with me all the doggone time. But I feared the Titans. I so feared the Titans. And for them to not only show and prove that they can shut down the run, guys, they held Derrick Henry under 40 yards for a game. And, you know, that's unheard of. Yeah. Completely unheard of. So for me, that just gives me all types of confidence. I knew the offense could, you know, perform depending on the type of defense, you know, they faced. The the offense was never a concern for me. It was always the defensive uh, rush defense in particular. So, man, that, this team has really proven me wrong. Seriously, this 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 might be the best team in the NFL. I'm saying it now. Yeah, Derrick yeah, Derek Henry, 11 carries. How about Jalen how about Jalen Hurts on my, Hurts, on my side? Like, I always was like, Jalen, you know, listen, I don't know if he's going to be able to lead us to the promised land, blah, blah, blah. I feel like every time I make a bold statement, it gets proven wrong. Yeah. My, like when I said Miles that, Sanders, too, huh? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then when How I about said that? the Sixers should keep Simmons and trade Embiid. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a long list. There's a long list. Now, that was a brutal take. Your Embiid take, that was – Yeah, that, that was, was horrible. Brutal. I don't remember that. It was so long, so long ago. <laughs> but, sure you but, Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, Hurts, man, he's he's definitely proven me wrong. This guy's, you know, a freak athlete. I mean, honestly, outside of him playing on the football field, how about the leadership? You know, every every interview he gives, he's able to hold down the four as far as everybody kind of follows him. Um, and you talk about, you know, when you talk about Jalen Hurts 
and the relationship he has with A.J. Brown and all those other players. I mean, he's starting to get the MVP love around the league. I know people want to still say Mahomes has it just because, I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes. But when you talk about Hurts' ability to run the football, I always thought, you know, his accuracy, which, I mean, listen, it's, can't blame you, right? Night and day, when you talk about that Tampa playoff game, when you go back and watch that film, too, especially, um, like, like just the inaccuracy, you know, it's like a deer in headlights kind of thing. And now, when you talk about this season, I know there hasn't been too many tough tests, but that t- Titans team with Mike Rabel as the head coach, that's no joke. And, and they just mopped the floor with them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what I want to get into is this wide receiver duo we have. I think that's one of my biggest takeaways, and this is what I get, is because you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, both catching over for over 100 yards. Uh, they both got a touchdown. A.J. Brown got two. Devontae Smith won. But usually how the season has went is when we looked at it, we're like, okay, who's going to have the game this week? Is it either A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith this Past week against the Titans, both of them uh, just showed that they're dynamic, huge piece um, of this team. And they're the first Eagles wide receiver duo um, since you remember that Nick Foles seven touchdown game against the Raiders 2013. Um, It was, I believe, Riley Cooper and Deshaun Jackson. uh, They would be correct. For over 100 uh, yards and uh, multiple touchdowns. That's crazy. Um, and it's just every week they're breaking more franchise records. Uh, Jalen Hurts, of course, I believe he has, T, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. Jalen Hurts has um, four multiple touchdown games, uh, like three or more uh, touchdown games, um, and McNabb has five uh, three or more touchdown games in his whole time as an Eagle. Yeah. Um, you may be correct. That rushing ability, and, that rushing ability is, is where it comes into play. Yeah. And, and for Jalen Hurts to possibly, by the end of this season, be ahead of Donovan McNabb already uh, in his short time as an Eagle uh, so far, that's pretty impressive. And how he's been able to do it both on the ground and in the air, the same games, uh, back-to-back NFC um, player of the week. Uh, I mean, it, the list is so long with my biggest takeaways, but I'll make it um I'll make it short. With special teams, they improved. Um Covey. I mean finally, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah, believe yeah. now he's about damn time finally the Titans game. He is second, a bit. Yeah, in the most punt return yards this season. He's second. Uh he had hundred and five yards in those six returns. Um Reed Blankenship. I, I think he's proving he's more than just a fluke too. Huge pickup. Uh, with him, he had allowed just two catches for 10 yards on four targets. So, I, I mean, there was a lot to take away from this game. But for you guys, who was your biggest stud in this game? Oof. Man, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Oh, my goodness. There's there's so many directions that you can go with this question. I mean, uh, you know what? I have, unlike... Max, I have no problem. Give credit where credit is due. I will <laughs> gladly admit when I am wrong about somebody or something. I'm going to give kudos to Jonathan Gannon. I have been very critical of him with you guys. I've been very critical of him on the 94 WIP airwaves. I've been, I, I, to this day, maybe I might have a couple question marks, but I will always give credit to where credit is due. He proved to me that he can get a defense ready in terms of stopping the run. And he's going to have to do it again this week facing the Giants, but you just don't 
stop one of the best running backs in the NFL in Derrick Henry that easily. He's used to seeing seven, eight guys in the box and still dominating whatever defense he comes up against. The fact that he did that, it just is, for me, it's just so impressive. And that's the reason why he's being considered uh, the next head coach, honestly, in head coach and in, in the head coaching gigs. Yeah. I, I'm shocked that I'm shocked that Jonathan Gannon. I'll admit I was wrong. That's right. I'll give all the kudos to him. Yeah, I think you know. Let's one the Jonathan Gannon thing. People are just you know, it's almost like Jim Schwartz, right? No one really talks much about the offensive coordinator on teams, but the defense coordinator gets all the flack. And Jonathan Gannon is pretty much impressed. And again, it goes back to the talent that Tally Rosen was able to bring in in the offseason. And Gannon has been able to use that to his advantage and and really put together a good system there on the defensive side. But for me, I got to highlight the offensive line, two players specifically. You look at Landon Dickerson, right? I mean, this is a guy who was drafted. We didn't really know, oh, my God, like three knee surgeries and whatnot. Um, is he gonna? Is Kelsey going to retire? Is he going to play center? I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, pretty much stepped in at the left guard position and been a plug-and-play. I mean, I, people kept – this one video went viral the other day. I mean, he, he literally tossed over a Tennessee Titans defensive tackle and just bulldozed him and just threw him over with one arm. So – He's been impressed as a watchman. I hope he can stay healthy because if he does, I mean, you can pretty much play him at the guard position. You can play him at center one day if, if whenever Kelsey retires. And then you talk about Lane Johnson. I mean, this is a guy who he hasn't given up a sack in two seasons. I mean, he's just an absolute freak of nature. You know, you really don't think about it too much because he just does his job quietly and goes about his business. But, I mean, he's one of the leaders on the team. Um, one of the captains, and I mean, when you've got a guy like him at the right side, along with Mylotta, um, it just makes your, your ground game so much more effective. And then that's what you know you see the the flourishing Miles Sanders and Hurts again with his rushing ability too. I mean, you're really attacking them on the ground, opposing defenses, and then you got AJ Brown out there uh, through the air. I will say this though, Tanner, before I throw it back to you. I would yeah. like to see a little more Devontae Smith, just a little more. I mean, you go back to that Washington game, what was that, week two, week three, uh, where he just absolutely exploded. You know, Hertz was almost just throwing it up to him, and he was going up there and getting it. And, you know, we haven't really seen one of those games. I mean, listen, he's a model of consistency, you know, you know, five catches, 80 yards, four catches, 50 yards, 60 yards. But one of those, you know, seven, eight for, for a buck 20, uh, maybe a touchdown. And again, that goes back to A.J. Brown just being a freak of nature. But – Devontae Smith, listen, this guy's drafted in the first round. I think he flies on – not the flies on the radar, but not talked about as much considering like, another guy who, again, remains – he continues to stay healthy. Um, he hasn't really been banged up too, too much, and he's out there every each and every week. But almost, you know, with Dallas Goddard, you know, kind of coming into his own this year, Smith, before his injury – for Goddard's injury, was like the number three guy. So I like to see just a little bit more – maybe, and, and again – this goes back to, do you want to see more blow-up games from Smith? Because he has the capability to do it. He's one of the best route runners um, that I've ever seen at the college level, at least. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? you think Smith is – I mean, I know this team's winning. I mean, they're winning each and every week. So, it's not – we're not we're, – we're nitpicking here and there. But, I don't know. Just something I've noticed over the last couple of weeks. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm of the belief I, – I still like Al Redis, uh saying, just win, baby, win. It don't matter who who's getting the ball. As long as everybody's playing as a team, everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, everybody's playing their role. I don't care who gets the most catches on every any given week. I don't care who gets the most yards any given week. I don't care if the offense is heavily run. I don't care if the offense is heavily passed. I don't care. Just win. And that's what they've been doing. I'm satisfied with just winning. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think Devontae Smith this season, you know, last season we saw him as he should have been, like, the number one guy, but he's a rookie. Yeah. He, he's stepping into his own. Uh, I think this season or next season, if the Eagles really do need Devontae Smith to step up, I think he will be that guy. It's just because he doesn't really necessarily have to uh, with A.J. Brown over there, the big yeah. body A.J. Brown thrown at him. He jumps up there. He catches anything. He is my stud of the game. I'm surprised. You know, you guys kind of went outside the box yeah. with the offensive yeah. line and, yeah. and and Jonathan Gannon. But, I mean, are you kidding me? He ran a man over and was <laughs> wide open in the end zone. I saw that and I was like, this is, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Brown, he, I mean, he's arrived earlier. He was here. He showed us. But, like, just seeing that in person, I was like, yeah, this guy is on a, a completely different level. And then Jalen Hurts leaving it up there for him in the end zone on the second touchdown and him just taking it away saying, that's mine, yeah. my ball. I, I, he's just – He's such a talent, a talent, um, and, and a huge weapon to have on the Eagles. Personally, when draft night was around, I believe T, maybe uh, you and I were were talking the draft, and when it happened, the Eagles yeah. getting AJ Brown, we were like, okay, all right, we'll take it. But we didn't think it would be he would be that much of an impact. I guess I, I mean, like he's a great player. We knew that fantasy wise all that, but just him on the Eagles, it's just, it's beautiful. Um, I realize, I realize, I realize how much of a big impact he would make considering the type of offense that the Tennessee Titans run, which is predominantly run and run through Derrick Henry. And the fact that he still put up a thousand yards each season as a Tennessee Titan for me, that was always impressive considering how they run that offense. So I knew we was getting a baller. I just didn't know it would be this type of a baller. Like, A.J. Brown has definitely overexceeded my expectation. Did I expect him to be a 1,000-yard receiver? Yes. Did I expect him to help the offense out? Yes. I did not expect him to be that superstar wide receiver. That's where he overexceeded my expectations, honestly. And then to re-sign him for $100 million for years, I'm, just, I'm saying to myself, damn, y'all must really got some, y'all must really got some confidence in this guy. Okay, let's see what he can do. I'm impressed. I, I will never doubt Howie ever again. All praises to Howie Roseman. Yeah, yeah, how they're playing right now, too, and then potentially adding Dallas Goddard back to the mix. I mean, that, that's that's huge for the Eagles, picking it up later in this season. Um, and these are games that are going to be important for the NFC standing, which, weirdly, NFL, uh, the NFC East, um, just playing out of their minds yeah. um, this year with the team in last, the Commanders, 7-5. and five. The Giants are seven and four. Cowboys nine and three. Eagles eleven and one. I mean, of course, right? When the Eagles are playing insane, the whole rest of the NFC has to play good too. Of course, um, to uh, yeah. to make them really play for and, and run for their money here. But guys, going into this game um, on Sunday, one o'clock against the New York Giants, that's a division game. They're always important. Um, even you know, hopefully. The game at the end of the season, the next game against the Giants won't be as important. Um, hopefully, Eagles will have yeah. it all settled. But I know Cowboys fans are banking on this Giants game uh, being a struggle for the Eagles and then uh, ruining our Christmas uh, after they play on Christmas Eve. But, um, Max, what do you think your biggest key is going to be for this uh, game against the Giants? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you go back to, I mean, the division is absolutely crazy right now, right? I mean, the commanders, Cal, everybody's kind of beating up on each other, but then taking care of business outside of the division. I just want to highlight the D-line here. I mean, you talk about, obviously, with, like, Robert Quinn now going on IR. You had, you know, Derek Barnett on IR. His season ended um, a while back. And then you got you bring in guys that you kind of just take a chance on. Harry Roseman goes out, gets Linval Joseph, goes out and gets Ndamukong Sue. And these guys have been pretty much plug-and-place. A couple of veteran guys that are able to come in here and help stop the run. Um, and then you have the linebacking core, which has been solid. T.J. Edwards doing his thing. Um, Nakobe Dean as well. Oh, yeah. T. Nakobe Dean, what's a quick rundown on him? I mean, is he just going to continue to impress um, and get better and better, or is it one of those deals where maybe we we shouldn't have taken him? Because I've heard multiple people back and forth mm -hmm. say, "Listen, Nakobe Dean." Everybody was hype at the time, but now as we get later on in the season, we haven't seen too much playing time from him. Um, is he somebody that's going to you know eventually flourish or, or fizzle out? If you go look, if you go look at the Tennessee Titans game, man, Nicole B. Dean was like a heat-seeking missile. Yeah. All right, that guy was making all types of plays, even on special teams this past this past game against Tennessee. He was making all types of plays out there. Guy just knows how to tackle. Guys, how guy really has a nose for the ball. He really performed against the Titans, and I think because we haven't seen him so much, it's because he's been stuck behind, you know, T.J. Edwards and Kazir White. Yeah. Two both very solid linebackers who's been doing their jobs and then some this year. We really haven't had to, you know, complain too much about the linebacker core. This is the first time in a very long time to where we really don't have enough spots for all these linebackers, yeah. which is crazy to say. Because really, for real, for real, Nicobe Dean really should be starting. Probably. He really has enough talent to start yeah. today if he wanted to. He would be but, a starter on any other team probably yeah. in the league honestly yeah. the easily. Been playing. easily so it's a good problem to have that nicobe dean is is being able to sit back and kind of learn a little bit while you know being asked harry you know every now and then to come in and make a play so nicobe dean is going to be useful useful for us especially considering that kazir white is only really on a one-year deal tj edwards i believe he got extended if i'm not mistaken i have to look it up but Kazir White's only on a one-year deal, so if if you're not able to re-sign Kazir White, guess who gets to slide in? Nicobe Dean, and you're not really going to miss a beat. Yeah, that's the reason I highlighted him, because Tanner, to answer your question, I think just like Saquon Barkley in that run game, I mean, that's the key, right? Get a defensive line, stuff Saquon. Daniel Jones also, people don't really think about it too, too much, but a guy that can scramble, one of the better running quarterbacks in the league, so you obviously have to watch out for him with the legs, but you talk about a team, the Giants, who lost Sterling Shepard to the ACL tear earlier this season. They lost Wandale Robinson to the ACL tear well, uh, last week or two weeks ago. So the receiving court is pretty banged up. Kenny Galladay contract, one of the worst in recent memory for a receiver. So they really are struggling with weapons on the perimeter for the most part. You know, Richie James, and, and you're, you're going down the list, and you're like, wow, I mean, who are these guys? Are they, like the Giants, how are they 7-4? and four? But it's really been Brian Dayball as a coach coming in there, changing the culture. Um, and he's been solid for them, of course, and getting the most out of Daniel Jones. So when you go watch the Giants, I know they've been struggling and, you know, hot to start the year, starting to fizzle out a little bit as the season gets to the back end. But if you can stop or manage Saquon as much as you can, look for him out, you know, in the passing game, in the flat, those flat routes, you know, those wheel routes to the outside, um, try to stop him. Then the defense takes care of business because you're looking at Slay, you're looking at Bradbury, and, you know, you match up with the number one and number two receivers on this Giants team, and you have a clear advantage. So – um, I have no problem with the with the D backs in this one for the birds. I think they're going to get the job done because their talent they're facing is just you know far worse than what they what they yeah. are. Um, but the defensive line just 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 stuff the run up the gut and Hurts will do his thing.
I'm glad yeah, you definitely. actually said that, um, Max, because real quick, Tanner, just to bring up some stats, the Giants are sixth in the NFL in rushing yards, and they are 28th in the NFL in passing yards. Yeah. So their main objective is to run Saquon Barkley in your face. And, you know, we've talked about over the weeks how, you know, the run defense of the Philadelphia Eagles was a little iffy. Them proving that they can stop the run against Derrick Henry, there's no doubt in my mind that there's that they can stop Saquon Barkley. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. But I still believe they can do it, yeah. especially after your performance last week. Because once you, once you make that Giants offense one-dimensional and you force – Daniel Jones, they have to throw that ball more. He's going to make mistakes. He always yeah. makes mistakes. Every every yeah. game, you force him to be one – you force that team to be one-dimensional, Daniel Jones is going to throw it up. And when against these wide receivers and against our DBs, we should have the advantage. Yeah, definitely, T. And to add on to that, Saquon Barkley is the fourth uh, top rusher in the NFL right now uh, on that list. But real quick, back to – Nakobe Dean, because he is such a talented guy at just 21 years old, guys. We're, we're older than Nakobe Dean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this guy tackled, he took Derrick Henry down with one arm uh, on Sunday. He took him down with yep. one arm. Derrick Henry, King Henry. Um, and he got more, I, I believe, what was it, four defensive snaps or something like that yeah. uh, before going in or, or whatever uh because you're white he got injured so nicobe dean was thrown in there um and he might get a lot more playing time on this sunday because of that yeah. uh, injury you also have quez watkins who was a little banged up ac joint sprain um, they put robert quinn who hasn't really been a factor uh for the eagles more so of depth um but they put him on the ir um really just adding on to what you two said with the keys in this one being the Eagles cornerbacks, because if you, the Eagles defense stops uh, the run, uh, holds Daniel Jones in check, he's going to have to throw the ball at, at some point. And when you have very little uh, targets uh, talent wise with, okay, they have Slayton. Uh, their other top, top guys have been injured Yep, um, really the whole season. But Slayton can be a deep threat. We saw it against the Washington Commanders last week. But if Bradbury, Slay, they do their jobs, it's going to be a hard day for Daniel Jones. Um, and that run defense you guys talked about uh, versus Saquon Barkley, I mentioned he's fourth uh, rusher. And going on this list of 13, listen to this, guys. Um, of the list of the top 13 rushers in the NFL right now, um, they've already faced the number third, uh, the number three rusher, Derrick Henry, number five, Dalvin Cook, number eight, Jonathan Taylor, number nine, Pierce, number 10, Pollard, number 11, Aaron Jones, uh, Jaguars, number 12, um, and um, Jamal Williams at number 13 as well. Um, and they still have to play Barkley twice, uh, Pollard again. And this important week against the Chicago Bears, it's important um, not because of the game per se with you have Justin Fields at seven rusher uh, um, out of 13. Yeah. It's important because of the day. Tire Hood, T-minus, what is it now, eight days eight until he's a days. married man? Eight days. Um, days. Uh, it's incredible, T. And that's, you know, I, I assume you're not going to be watching too much Eagles. 
on that. You gotta day, be but, kidding, uh, right? <laughs> you gotta be kidding. I I intentionally delayed uh, when everybody's going to be walking down that aisle just so I can watch that Bears game. You think I'm kidding? Right. <laughs> I told my fiance, nobody's right moving until this damn game is over. Once the game is over, all right, now we can proceed. Yeah, he's Till then, saying the vowels, and there's going to be a TV in the corner. Yeah, they, distracted. You go. Be, I love T, it. T right here. I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> T, that's, that's awesome, great. man. Congratulations, dude. It, it's 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 pretty amazing. I remember when we yeah. first all met back in Monaco. Now you just fast forward, and now you're going to get married. So it's it's, it's awesome. Thank you. I, I want to say for you, T. I, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you. I, I want to say one thing with this game coming up, uh, because you look at this Giants team, right, T, especially. And, and Taylor, when you're watching this game on Thanksgiving, you see the Cowboys and, and obviously the Giants. You know, Giants have gone through the gauntlet the last couple of weeks, right? I mean, you're talking about Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Then they've got the Commanders. They, they go OT. I mean, they're beaten and battered. They get a tie out of it. they got the Eagles twice still on the schedule. Then they got to play the Commanders again, a team that, you know, it gets them fits pretty much every time they play. And that one's going to be in Washington. So you got to expect – the Giants coming in here, you know, they're going to give us our best fight because they really need it to stay in this playoff contention, especially because Seattle, just with Geno Smith, I mean, I know I know, there's there's more to the show, but, man, you got to, I mean, got to tip your cap at Geno, keeping his team in it because this wild card picture is going to heat up. But the yeah. Giants, I mean, this is a team where, listen, NFL, weekly basis, you got to be ready, but they can't come into this game – and be a hundred percent. I mean, they just can't. The amount of the amount of you know division games that they're going to have to play like in a row, um, it's not going to be easy. And I think the Eagles need to take advantage of it. Quick trip up the turnpike. Um, and the main thing is with me for with this Eagles team and this upcoming Sunday, the fans are going to travel. You know, I might be at the game. Uh, oh, just a, little, just a little plug there. Just a little plug. Now, right. but but the fans are going to travel. They always do up there. And again, Meadowlands. I think personally, this is this is like a make or break for the Giants. I mean, if they lose this one, they're going to drop again. They're going to go seven and five. Um, maybe they can still backdoor their way into the playoffs, just because when you look at the drop off from Seattle to say the next, the teams in the division or the teams in the NFC, still you got the Falcons at five and seven or whatever. You got the Lions there too. I mean, it's basically eight teams for seven spots, and the Giants could fall into that you know that seesaw of are they going to be the last team in or the first team out. Yeah, um, I, I don't think we can express how important it is really to stop this this run with the Eagles defense, how important the Eagles run defense is. Um, I mean, like I mentioned, Saquon Barkley being fourth on that rushers list. But if you also have to worry about Daniel Jones, weirdly, because he's, yeah. he's yeah. rushed 91 times, 522 yards. He's got three touchdowns. Uh, I remember a few years ago, you're like, Daniel Jones. I mean, don't even worry about this guy. Then he broke loose, uh, but he tackled himself before he could find the end zone in that game. Everyone remembers that. But Saquon Barkley, he was used heavily early on in this uh, the Giants season, and uh, because he came back, everyone's like, "Okay, Saquon's back." Uh, Look at his production; it has dropped off the last three weeks. Uh, The Giants, first of all, the last three weeks are oh two and one, Um, forty four rushes. Uh, for 124 yards. That's, you know, that's nothing special at all. Um, but if the Eagles stop Saquon Barkley, they keep Daniel Jones in check. If you have the cornerbacks keeping the wide receivers in check, 
Um, I, I think it'll be all up to the Eagles' offensive side to uh, really get things done, and that's going to be, yeah. uh, you know, Hurts versus the Blitz um, because yep. this uh, the Giants' defensive coordinator is at Martindale. Yeah, uh, I believe. Wink yeah. Martindale, you got to yeah. love that name. So what a great name he's got, <laughs> Wink Martindale. He loves wow. the Blitz. He absolutely loves the Blitz. Yep. Uh, mobile quarterbacks. Um, Earlier in the season when they faced the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they kept him in check. They actually forced him into a few bad decisions. Yeah. Um, and they won that game 24-20, to 20, uh, I believe. And when Jalen Hurts was rushed or when blitzed a lot, uh, I think you go back to that Cardinals game in week five, uh, he was only able to really get things done in the air horizontally. Uh, a little check down passes here and there. Um, right. That was a close uh, game. That was routes. definitely close. Yeah, right. yeah. especially yep. in the second half. So yeah, they they threw him off. But you know what? Will be important to see how Jalen Hurts has progressed since Week Five. Is he able to just stick back in the pocket, toss the ball? He's got that connection with both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Kind of, you know, went through its wrinkles a little bit. Now they have, you know, they, they have that. A strong connection. Yeah. Any other, you know, key matchups for you guys were like, all right, this has to happen for the Eagles to to really win this game. I mean, I already mentioned it, but um, the yeah. run defense in particular for the Eagles versus Saquon Barkley, they're going to need to stop the run and make the Giants' offense a one-dimensional team. Like I said earlier, force force Daniel Jones to hold on to that ball, force Daniel Bones to throw that ball from the pocket. And he's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw it up. I believe our corners do match up very well against their right receivers. So they stop that run. The defense can pretty much pretty much uh, win the game for us. I, I think special teams is big in this one. I, I don't know why I got a gut feel, like maybe a punt return for a touchdown or something. Like I think that would be special teams nice. is going to – I think the special team is going to play a factor in this somehow. I know you talk about the you know defense, offense, and and the line is important. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Defensive line is certainly important, but special teams in this one division, I think it'll be a close one. And again, it's going to come down to that one or two plays where um, I still think the Eagles should win for the most part comfortably. You know, with the touchdown. But again, Hopefully. you got to keep your foot on the gas pedal. That's also that's that's pretty much the main thing. So you definitely don't you definitely don't want to go up to the Meadowlands and, and have a close battle. Um, with the team. But, again, that's what it is every time. I mean, every time we go up there. First of all, let me ask you guys this question. You think mm. every day, or every I shouldn't say every day, but every time the birds go up there, it's a gloomy day, like a gloomy yeah. dark cloud. Yeah. That last I time can't, certainly was I can't day. remember. Yeah. I can't remember the last time they've been up there, and it's been like a nice, bright, sunny day. It's got, it's, yeah. It has to be years. It's been a minute. It's so been a minute. You might be right. back and think about it. When you think about it. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, now that I think about it, every time I've driven through um that brutal of a drive uh new york on on the george washington yeah. um it's always yeah. gloomy uh it's you know you pass the meadowlands you're like oh disgusting and then you have to <laughs> deal with the traffic as well um but uh just to to express one more um matchup and it, it's kind of been a little touched upon uh in this one but giants offensive line versus that eagles rush um you know yeah i mean we all they all can't play like this guy uh, over here behind me, Hugh Douglas. Uh, <laughs> but they're going to make an impact. They have to. And I think, uh, you know, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, I think they're going to have big games because. Hey, um, hey, man. The that, time, the, yeah. Age is timelessly, this guy. Oh, yeah. He's definitely. a freak. That New York offensive line has been banged up, though. Yeah. Um, yeah but no. 
I, I think most guys should be returned by Sunday on this game, but the Giants have allowed the fifth most sacks in the NFL this season with 37. Um, it's just a bunch of random dudes on that offensive line for the most part. And you know, Thomas, he's been playing like a Pro Bowl um, player. But he's a Georgia that, that's product. About it. Yeah. The Georgia Bulldog product there, left tackle. I mean, he's, like yep. he, listen, he had a rough first year in the NFL, but, yeah, he's coming to his own, which you expect uh, when you take top-notch players from the SEC. Yeah, big Georgia <laughs> talk because we were just talking about um, the Kobe Dean as well. But, yeah, uh, but yeah I, I think that, that's going to be huge. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I, I couldn't agree more. And again, you look around the the NFC this weekend. Also, uh, again with the Cowboys, and I think people are really highlighting that game on Christmas Eve. T really highlighting that game on Christmas Eve. You know, are we going to get? Our, is our Christmas going to be ruined? I don't know. I, I mean, I hope not. No. But again, these I Cowboys fans coming down. I mean, they're always talking that talk, and they're always saying, "Oh, you know, you beat us with Cooper Rush back on Sunday Night Football in October." <laughs> blah blah. Now we're going to get Dak Prescott back I on hate Christmas Eve. I hate hearing that, by the way. Cooper Rush <laughs> and the not Dak Prescott part because during that they time, were cocky. the Cowboys fans yeah. did not want Dak Prescott back. It exactly. Totally with Cooper Rush. Yeah. Yeah. So that talk is, is kind of pointless to me. Also, Dak Prescott, um, he's mid, personally. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, and I hope that the Eagles really show it. Um, against uh, the that's going to be I, fun, man. That's going to be fun. Real fun to watch. You, and you know and what, guys? it's Christmas Eve, too. You, so, come on. Yeah. You know what, guys? Real quick, uh, real quick before, you know, everything comes to an end. I thought I've been having discussions these last couple of weeks on WAP. I'm looking at bigger than the Christmas Eve game. I'm looking at the entire picture. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are right there on our tails, right behind us, and they've been on, you know, winning a slew of games. Yeah. The last thing you want right now is to start losing. You have that number one seed locked up right now in your current position. You have the tiebreaker with the Vikings. The Dallas Cowboys are still behind you in the division. Yes, that Christmas Eve game is important because you have an opportunity – to bury the cow, the Dallas Cowboys in the wild Barry. card. You have the opportunity. Yeah. But not only that, you have to continue winning these games, the rest of these games throughout. All right. You have to beat the Giants. You have to beat the Bears. You have to beat the Cowboys. And damn it, you've got to. If, if, listen, the only way we should lose against the Giants on New Year's is if this, the, the game. Game is meaningless. That's the only reason why we would lose to the Giants. Yep. The only reason we should. I'll tell you, we tell have what, to win. I'll tell you what, Tay, mm -hmm. so, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%, and that game is January 8th. You know, yep. I think it's like the last game of the year or whatnot. But the Bears, you know, Tanner goes back to this real quick. Like, Justin yeah. Fields, seventh in the league with rushing. Yeah. Dude, every time he goes off in one of those games, they still lose. It like, doesn't even matter. I mean, he does think he's, – he's done things statistically that Lamar Jackson has not done in this league when you talk about the best rushing quarterbacks we've seen. And he still continues to lose. I mean, that team is is a disaster from top to bottom. They have no prime uh, perimeter weapons. Darnell Mooney's done for a year. He's on IR, too. So that game, especially T, cannot lose to the Bears. I don't care that it's at Soldier nope. Field. I don't care that it's in Chicago. You still got to go on the road and get the job done. Outside of the fact that I'm getting married on that day, damn it, you better win. Uh -huh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you don't have a lot of weapons, okay, you have Chase Claypool um, and what, Mooney, um, Montgomery over there. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. – it's like and Mooney's done for the year. Mooney's hurt. Yeah. He's not even coming back. True, so, true. Oh, and real it's... quick, I want to highlight this too. C.J. Garner-Johnson, I mean, this guy's one of our best defensive players. 
he's got to get back. He's got to get back soon. That lacerated kidney against the Packers, uh, yeah. that sucked. I mean, that really sucks. Yeah, really it did. Him back because we need him. We're, if we want to win a Super Bowl, we're going to need him. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, that, that brings it up. When I went to vote for uh, the Pro Bowl a few days ago, they took Dallas Goddard and uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson out of the even consideration. Can't even vote for them. Wow. Um, by the way, just because they're injured right now, I mean, they're, they're going to be making a return. Uh, it's, I was kind of a little disappointed. Yeah, Hopefully it won't even matter um, which Eagles players make the yeah. Pro Bowl because hopefully they'll be busy, you know, get ready for something else. And I know the Pro Bowl is a little different this season. Uh, I believe it's the Manning brothers coaching and they're playing yep. both mini yeah. games or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a different uh, thing that they're doing. Yeah. I, we need Goddard back. I'm sick of this merry-go-round with, like, Jack Stoll yeah. and, and whoever the hell I think else. he should be activated, else. though, right, T? Not this week, um, but I believe starting next week going up against the Bears is when the window would open up for Dallas Goddard. So he could be back um, starting possibly against the Bears. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it'll be this week, though. I don't think it's this week. Well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's um, it's really crucial to have him back, especially towards the end of the season when you are making that yeah. postseason run. Jordan Davis was taken off the IR five days ago now, um, and he should maybe be getting a bump in snaps. What do we think about that, though, T? 100%. 100%. Should, should be, right, T? I mean, listen, this is a guy where we were looking on draft night, like Jordan Davis, you know, him or Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We took him. It was like, yeah. You know, but he's got the weight issue. Like, he's only going to play X amount of snaps. And, listen, when he went down, the rushing defense just just took a tailspin down with him. So, hopefully, we can get him back. Fuck him right back in yeah. the defense. I mean, he's 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 a monster. But that's a big thing for – that's a big thing with Jordan Davis. I mean, I wouldn't say he was every down back uh, – every down defensive lineman at Georgia, but he, he, he was a huge contributor, and he was out there for most of the plays. I do agree. Um, there's a lot of talent in our defensive line, though. I mean, you still have Fletcher Cox, you still have jo um, Javon Hargrave, and now we you add Linval Joseph and the Dama Kung Su. I mean, Jordan Davis doesn't necessarily need an uptick right now in his in his snaps. It'd be nice to get the big fella, you know, some snaps up in there because when he's up in there, he contributes not only against the the run game, but he definitely affects the passing game because you can't leave him one on one. I mean, he's going to dominate any guard or center that you yeah. put him up against. So I would like to see an uptick in his snaps. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because of all the talent that we have, but it'd be nice. I agree with you guys. Think about that, too. Like, like you're an opposing O-lineman. You see Ndamukong Sue. You see Linval Joseph. You see Jordan Davis. I mean, like three of the biggest human beings on the planet. Yeah. Like you're not like, getting a break. All right. <laughs> Good luck yeah. stopping that, dude. And then you got literally we didn't even mentioned Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham off the edge. Like this team is built to win the Super Bowl. And it kind of reminds me, like, you talk about the rotations that the Eagles had when they won the Super Bowl a few years back. Mm -hmm. They would rotate those D linemen. And, again, the trenches, it goes back to the trenches, man. Like, you got to – if you want to win in the NFL, yeah, you obviously you need that star quarterback. But you got to build those trenches. You need the tackles. You need the, the pressure without blitzing most of the time. And that's another thing. The Eagles get pressure without blitzing. They, they run, rush for, drop everybody back in coverage. And the linebackers now are good enough to run sideline to sideline and make plays. I mean, the defense is is not a worry at all. I mean, they play makers nope. on all three levels, all three levels. Yeah, and you know, a few weeks ago, I was kind of debating with my friends whether or not 
this Eagles, this 2022 Eagles roster was better than the 2017 Eagles roster. Yeah. And I, I think now it's obvious that this team is more talented, I more so. depth. Yeah. Uh, however, it at this point, it's about experience. Whether they're able to actually get it done uh, in the long run is yet to be seen. But, uh, you know, it's I think they're far better. The defense is definitely team. better, and, and the offense is going to come down to can Jalen Hurts get the job done when the lights oh, yeah. shine the brightest? Yep. That's something that's what it's going to come down to. Playmakers are back. Like, Hurts was on the team. You had Alshon and whatnot, but the players on this team are younger. They're more yep. athletic, especially on the yep. outside. And you have Dallas Goddard, too. Listen, if Zach Hurts was still here, yeah, he would still be a stud. I know I know he's done for a year. He's on IR as well in Arizona. Yeah. But Dallas Goddard stepping in. I mean, I mean the, with the offensive line that we have, I mean, this feels like – I hate to say it because it's like one of those years where you feel like everything's just clicking for us. Um, but, again, it's almost like if the Eagles don't reach the Super – and I hate to say it because winning the NFL is so hard week in yeah. and week out. But it's almost like if they don't make a deep run um, – and, and, again, it sounds pretty obvious to say it because they're 11-1. and one, But, I mean, this is the NFL, man. You could easily – you know, an injury could happen. Or, you know, winning week in and week out, it gets to a point where it just becomes exhausting. And then you get – it's like, oh, all right, we finished, you know, whatever it is, 13-4 and four or whatever. I'm just throwing it out there. And then you still got to run the gauntlet of these teams in the playoffs. I know yeah. you get the first round by, but it's like, man, we think about like this season for me, it's been pretty long and it's just starting December. Like we still, if we're running this whole thing, we still have two months of football left. Like it's pretty crazy to think about. I mean, it's not easy at all. And you're going to need some luck involved too. I mean, that's what everything needs to click. Yeah. When you match up the Eagles against some of those other teams um, that are at the top, you know, it's not just the NFC. At the end of the day, when you get to the playoffs, I mean, when you get to the Super Bowl, it's, you know, you're facing that top team that yeah. everyone's been talking about. Best team doesn't always win. you got to come in prepared each week. You know, if you go into a playoff game, you got the Minnesota Vikings, and that's going to be yeah. Justin Jefferson. That's going to be Thielen, TJ Hawk. I mean, just to, just to give an example, like, if you don't come in, like, I'm fired up each week, and I'm not – like, they're always going to be prepared because Sirianni looks like the real deal. But if you don't come in with your A game, you can lose, and the best team doesn't always win each week. Yeah. And I think, honestly, in my opinion, that's what happened against Washington. I think, honestly, they overlooked the commanders. They figured, oh, well, we beat their ass. We said Carson Wentz nine times. How much of a threat yeah. can they really be? And as you can see, they got humbled. So yeah. I think that's, I think the only way the Eagles can lose, honestly, throughout the rest of these games is that if they beat themselves and they overlook their opponents. They just can't do that. This is the NFL. This is the big boy league. Everybody gets paid. This, everybody gets paid just like you do. The, you, there isn't they're a game where you can just take a week off. They're, listen, they're definitely, in my opinion, the most talented team in the NFC. You know, when you talk about the Vikings, the Cowboys, I think they're more talented than all the NFC teams. You look on the other side, you have the Bills. Obviously, they're, they're hit or miss, man. They, some weeks they look like they're they're on top of the world. Other weeks it's like, oh, all right. Like, like for example, the Patriots, they beat up on them. But but then the week, like with Josh Allen with the elbow scare a couple weeks back, the yeah. Chiefs to me are the main thing just because they have Mahomes and they can beat in so many different it's, ways. So, yeah, it's because they've been there. They've yeah, done that. It's exactly you know this exactly, is a team yeah. that, that knows what they're doing. Listen, San Francisco too. I mean, what Brock Purdy's going to come in here and beat Jalen Hurts? Like, there's no yeah. way in hell. There's no way in hell that's going to happen. I don't yeah. want to hear the 49ers. They talk about the defense, the defense, the defense. No way is Jalen Hurts losing to Brock Purdy. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah, that would. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that and um I, we've basically touched on every key factor of this Giants game unless we have a surprise with Odell Beckham returning to uh New York before wow. Sunday uh to play the Eagles you know that's 
that we something. But let's get into our score predictions. I'll start first. I'll give you guys some time uh, to think about your final score prediction for this Giants-Eagles game. I'm going to go with 27-19. Uh, mm. I think the Giants are going to be uh, more so heavily factored with field goals. I think maybe halftime it's going to be 17-13 uh, Eagles lead yeah. um, by four. And uh, I think, you know, the Giants are going to come out, get that field goal, uh, make it a little close. But uh, the Eagles take it away at the end, hopefully, 27-19. Uh, I am of the belief that, you know, last couple of years, the Eagles have always played the Giants very close. There have not been too many blowouts, and they always play each other very close regardless of the amount of talent that's on both sides of the, of each team. So my score prediction is going to be 24-20. Halftime, it could be tied, but I think the Eagles do come out on top because they do have the slight edge in the talent position, and I do think that they will force Daniel Jones to have to hold on to that ball and throw that ball a couple times, and he's going to throw an interception or two. So I think 24-20. I think, you know, I circle that number 30 because I just feel like any time the birds take the field, they can drop 30 on any opponent. So I'll say 31 to 17 and i think wow. it's going to be 31 to 10 at one point and towards the end of the game it's going to be like some garbage time like touchdown bs where like they get 17 points yeah so i think they handle them um again i think it starts a little bit it starts close uh especially early on like the first quarter and then ah, who am i kidding they're just gonna they're gonna, they're gonna just drive away it's gonna be like <laughs> joey logano uh, in a nascar uh, race just <laughs> You brought you NASCAR think, to the damn podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you think we're going to add more Boston Scott? Because, you know, he he has been known to be a giant killer. He is a giant killer, but yeah, I think Miles Sanders this year just seems to be the guy, right? I mean, and listen, how cool does Miles Sanders and Hurts look together with the with the dark visor standing next to each oh. other in that backfield? <laughs> I mean, that is sick. I'm looking at him like, damn, that's pretty that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, so no doubt. I, I think I think they get the job done. All right, that's going to wrap up our talk on uh, the Eagles-Giants game. Real quick, though, um, Trey Turner is a Philadelphia Philly. Uh, we haven't really been able to get on the mic podcast-wise um, over here on Instagram Live. So I thought I'd take a quick second, if you guys have time, just uh, for our reactions on Trey Turner signing with the Philadelphia Phillies instead of a team that offered him a bit more money-wise, uh, the San Diego Padres, who apparently – you know, the Phillies might have some free real estate uh, over there in the Padres' head. They had that awful, uh, I guess you would call it a music video. Uh, the Phillies took terrible. care of business in the playoffs. Terrible, yeah. uh, they all yeah, lost out to Aaron Judge. And, you know, they had to deal with just signing a 30-year-old Xander, uh, which, you know, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, they're, they're not much younger than him. However, yeah. what are your guys' reactions? Well, I'll tell you what, two things. One. Eagles or the Eagles. Phillies now have the, the best hair uh, in, in all baseball on the team. I mean, <laughs> Bryce, now you add straight Turner. I mean, the guy didn't even wear his hat in the press conference yesterday because yeah. he didn't want to wrap up his hair. Fresh, I mean, that's something that I would do. I mean, I, I can relate to that stuff 100%. So there's that. But then there's also the factor of you take a look at the shortstop the Phillies had all plug and play last year. And you compare the numbers from them to Trey Turner, it's night and day. You're talking about a guy that had, you know, 27, 28 home runs, you know, drove in 100, uh, 100 RBIs. Um, you know, he scored 101 runs, you know, stole, you know, 20, 30 bases and whatnot. And now you can, as a pitcher, you, know, you guys know this, you can only throw over twice in that bat, a pickoff move. So you can't just keep picking somebody off like four straight times. That could easily bump Trey Turner's um, stolen bases. 
and then you're moving Stadi over to second base. The way I look at it is you're taking Segura and you're plugging in Trey Turner's stats in the lineup. So I'm excited. You know, there's still a long way to go. Can Castellanos get his head out of his ass this offseason um, and, you know, try to play better? I mean, see, yeah, we're on the same page with that, not, not swinging all those uh, sliders outside. Um, but, again, I think that's big. Castellanos needs to live up to this $100, $100 million contract. Um, we'll see what ha- we'll see with Hoskins. I know Schwarber is. We'll see with the leadoff spot and whatnot. But you got to be excited. The Mets are still like this is hard, man. It's hard to do. Uh, you're 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 going. You're playing 162 games. People are going to get hurt. You know, people are going to have Tommy John surgery. People are going to you know get a foot sprain. I mean, you just have to continue to grind and grind and grind. And then you got to go into the playoffs and you got to play the wild card and you're going to have to play the DS and the C. I mean, yeah. listen. We had so much fun. I know we were all hanging out with our friends, and we enjoyed Such it. Such a long uh, going out, things yes. like that. Um, and we'll and we'll have all these memories, you know, for the rest of our lives. You know, dance on our own and things like that from this past year. But you know, you got to come back next year, and you it's baseball, man. You got to do it day in, day out uh, for like you know eight nine months, and then once you raise that trophy, if they can get there, then it all it's all worth it. I'm- I mean, the, the, the one way Nick Castellanos can get his head out of his ass is, is, is if he moves the hell out of Ben Simmons' house. That's for foremost. That was first and foremost. That was the dumbest thing you could have ever done. That's just bad mojo right there. I think, honestly, I think Nick Castellanos, Nick Castellanos is the one that cost us our chance to get another damn World Series here. But that's just my opinion. House is but we need to figure I, out who had the house before uh, Ben Simmons. That's what we need to figure out. And just destroy that damn house. Destroy the foundation and every damn thing. But... Here's what I'll say. Um, I like the Trey Turner signing. This definitely solidifies, you know, the infield. I definitely like Trey. I, I definitely like Taewon Walker. Taewon Walker was another signing that they did, and um, it, it's it's definitely they add a third, a solid third, but really a fourth, you know, fourth starting pitcher to their rotation. I wasn't looking for anything special, but Shit, because they dude, did I'm, that, I'm a number four, you know what? I thought the whole yeah, you got that right. But I, I definitely feel a whole lot better about the about the Phillies. I, I do think they'll, they'll definitely go. Uh, they'll go far next year. What's the next position to improve on? First base, uh, another starting pitcher, outfielder. Think, honestly, I, I, I have a belief that they trade Reese Hoskins. I you do. Know, yeah. well, I don't understand the problem with Reese. You know, he makes some plays where he's got to like reach left and right. It's, it's more the balls that come right at him that he just can't catch. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm a huge Reese Hoskins fan, but he was absolutely uh, atrocious for the most part in the uh, defensive aspect of his game. He's a DH. Uh, he just, yeah, he's a DH. That's yeah, and that's you a shame because DHs, yeah. you're going to have like eventually Schwarber might have a DH. You know, Bryce is going to. I don't. I mean, when he comes back, is he going to get plugged right in the right field at the All Star break? So we'll see what yeah. happens. All right, that's going to wrap up this Bird's Nest plus a little bit of Phillies talk. Uh, able to get all three of us, and it was a great time, guys, and hopefully we are back in front of the mics uh, adding to the podcast. But, uh, you know, it was great talking to you guys. Yeah, you too, guys. All right, take care, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. All right, fellas. Thanks, everybody. See you.